Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Here we go. Let me introduce you to our guests in no particular order. We do have Evangelist Eason Zanum, as you just heard. He is an evangelist and he's a Hebrew Israelite evangelist. Good evening to you. And thank you for Good agreeing to talk to us. And all, thank you for inviting me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Also, we do have Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. He's the founder of the Islamic Interfaith Research Institute based in Durban in KwaZulu Natal. Good evening to you, Sheikh, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Uh, good evening, Naya, and to your uh, guests and to your listenership. Also, we do have Apostle Derek Musona. He's the president of the Christians of South Africa. Good evening to you, Apostle, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Hello, Martin. Good evening to the listeners as well. All right, I need you to come closer to your device, Apostle. I was struggling to make out what you were saying, but it's all right. We'll continue. Hopefully, it'll get better as we continue. Let's jump right in, gentlemen. I am very much curious to hear, first and foremost, in your assessment as leaders in faith communities, do you find that corporal punishment did have a place, or do you find that perhaps the abolition of laws that permit corporal corporal punishment are perfectly in place. Let's begin with, uh, perhaps, with the Apostle. Apostle, your take. Um, good evening. I, um, am I audible now? Yes, you are, sir. You are. You are. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, I think we need to agree that uh, corporal punishment and um, all beating and discipline is not one of the same issues. When you abuse a child and when you discipline a child, those are two different issues that uh, we need to take account into. But be- before we uh, go there, Apostle, before we go there, I understand that there might be those distinctions that need to be drawn. I just need to f- talk about the laws that existed that were abolished in '96. Do you believe that those laws were correctly abolished, or do you imagine perhaps it was an error to abolish? corporal punishment laws, or at least laws that permit corporal punishment. Let's begin there, and then we'll get into the various nitty-gritties. In in my view, I think they were incorrectly abolished because um, uh, parents were not consulted as such. The government just decided that now teachers are abusing uh, learners in in a form of punishment, and therefore we need to abolish that. So when they wrote the South African Schools Act in 1996, they did not take into account the effects of corporal punishment or the effects uh, of ill-discipline by those learners. So I think they were prematurely abolished without thorough consultation. So after thorough consultation, you imagine there would be room for the abolishing of corporal punishment after thorough consultation, as you suggest? Uh, I don't think there will be any parent that will allow that corporal punishment be abolished because we as parents, uh, we, we, we live with this children every day and we see what they are doing. So now the current uh, situation in schools is evident to the errors of abolishing, prematurely abolishing corporal punishment in schools. So I think um, no parent would have allowed that. If government of the day would have allowed proper consultation, they would have understood what we parents want uh, with our children and um, what we expect out of the government system. We should not allow um, uh, 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 to correct an incorrect correction with a correction, you can't you can make two wrongs right. <laughs> okay, so consultation or not, it would it, it it should not have happened in your view. It should it should have not had, have happened because okay. uh, there, there were no reasons behind the abolishment of. There were reasons. They were advanced and they passed the constitutional master, by the way. But you just don't agree with them. That's fine. Let's go to Sheikh. Sheikh, the laws. Just begin with the laws that were abolished in '96, and they were introduced mm-hmm. new ones '96. Which do you believe they were correctly um, uh, repealed, or do you imagine that the repeal of those laws and replacement with others was a mistaken error? Well, I think uh, since that time and now, the very fact that we're discussing it, and there are even educators who are saying it was an error to have repealed it completely. I think what they should have done at that stage is to have, uh, you know, confined it and restricted it, but not to abolish it. Kindly explain what you mean, confine or restrict. So, so what I mean by that, yes, uh, in, in even today, if, if, if you're going to allow it, there has to be certain uh, conditions the teacher himself is not supposed to do. If you're talking in a school environment, for instance, 
that because the teacher may be angry and teachers don't. It has to be a procedure with the type of offense. And in our days, Naya, we, the teacher also couldn't hit us, but he referred us then to the principal, you know, with everything. And there was a hearing, and then when finally you're found, then you'll get your fuel. It's not a hitting on the turn, because in anger and all, those are the kind of things maybe they should have repealed, because maybe people were abusing it. But you don't repeal uh, a disciplinary uh, act altogether, and we are suffering the consequence of it now. Yeah, yeah that's why we really, we're looking at it again. It was wrong to have completely repelled it. Yeah. Well, your days and my days are entirely different there, Sheikh, because we got, no. we, we got smacked. Sometimes teachers would stand in a line, five, we ten teachers, to... and all of them would get their turn to smack the daylights out of us. You but see, I understand. You know, Naya, I mm. think it's the opposite. Mm. Our days, we were more, we had, we were, as children, we were more disciplined and more respecting of our elders and teachers than today's kids. Yeah. It's the opposite. I yeah. think that they should, they're so, uh, you, when you want to compare it, it's the other way around. I think the discipline should have been more now than in our days. Because I hear we, you. We, 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 if I saw my teacher and I on the road after school, yeah. I'm hiding behind the pillar. I That's was right. doing nothing. My That's mother right. sent me to buy bread, but yeah. I just stuck under the pillar. Yeah. Today, the children, the child is smoking in front of the teacher indeed, during interval. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, got it. Thank you very much, Sheikh. Let's go to Easton's Numa Evangelist. Your turn. Do you imagine that the laws were correctly repealed and replaced? Is, is, is it fine now if I can start by reading from scripture? No, no, no. Let's just, just talk about the legislation first because that's our nub and then we'll get into the scriptural aspect a bit later on. Yes, I, I, I agree with the previous uh, um, uh, uh, colleagues of mine there. Uh, definitely, you, you, you can't repeal discipline or chastisement by the rod, whether at school or at home, because it is a requirement from Scripture okay. that children need to be disciplined. But maybe what we can discuss is what is the extent of discipline and when does the rod apply in the life of a child. Okay. okay. All those are factors that must come in in the, in the discussion in, in disciplining children with the rod. Okay. All right, now let's jump into the question. And I want you to give me now the question for tonight is, is there a need to bring back corporal punishment in our schools to discipline learners? Now, the, the context of the question is, we now know that there are many other ways of disciplining children that do not include the rod. There are other ways of disciplining anyone, for that matter, that does not require violence question now do we need corporal punishment because the very basic tenet of corporal punishment is inflicting pain by use of any means that would incite violence to the child as psychologists suggested children learnt violence because teachers and parents were delivering violence in decorum infested schools now there is no decorum and you think that you're going to reintroduce violence here's the question is there a need to re- to bring it back Let's begin with you, Evangelist. You wanted to bring in the scriptures there. This is your chance. Okay. Th- 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 thank you. But just before I read, uh, the children of today who are not uh, subjected to corporal punishment are more violent than those that were subjected to corporal punishment. They carry guns to school. They carry knives to school. They kill each other in schools. That was unheard of during my day. So let me read from scripture. What the scripture says, I will just read a few verses. From, I chose one book, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. He that spared his rod hated his son, but he that loved him chastened him betimes. Then, then I'm not going to, 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 to spend much time there. I'll, I'll go to the, to, the next, to the next verse. I want to read uh, the same book, Proverbs 1918. It says there in, in, in 1918, <clears throat> 18, it reads, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Right? The next verse would, would be Proverbs 20. 20, 21, uh, 22, sorry, which says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. 
maybe the last one, uh, will be Proverbs 29. Let me just quickly get there. Uh, verse 15 right, to 17 says, The rod and the reproof gives wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous shall see their fall. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. So the scriptures uniformly teach and consistently teach that when you are raising your children, do not spare the rod. And if we... What does it mean? What does it mean, do not spare the rod? Because that sounds allegorical, and many scholars are suggesting sparing the rod does not mean violence, as this was written during the time when everyone was idolizing the writings of King David, who was a shepherd and used his rod not to smack his livestock, but to guide it. What do you mean by sparing the rod? Are you referring to violence or guidance as a shepherd would do? No, no, no. no. Beating a child is not violence. Right? That's what we said. We need to look at, it, at that. Yes. No, I'm asking no. you, sir, what you mean by that. Because there are some arguments and debates in scholarly avenues that are suggesting hitting is not what you was see? meant by the writer of Proverbs. Because at the time, they were all idolizing the writings of David, who was a shepherd boy who used a rod to guide his livestock. He was not using his, his rod to smack or to discipline. He was using it to guide. So what now do you mean by sparing the rod? When you study scripture, every Hebrew word has got a meaning and a context. Yes. When you read Psalm 23, when David is talking about the rod that guided and comforted him, he is talking in the context of a rod that is saying exactly what you are saying right now. Right? But when you read about the road in, in, in Proverbs, for instance, right? It, 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 it may mean something similar to that, but the basic meaning of it is taking a literal road and exercising your child. So every time when you read these scriptures, don't, scriptures are more literal than being allegory. But you still are not answering my question, sir. What do you mean? What did the writer of the book of Proverbs, particularly the verse you have quoted, the verses you have quoted, we know the, the Proverbs are, uh, are credited to Solomon, but it's not just Solomon who wrote those. Some of the wisdoms came after Solomon's time. So my question to you is, the writer of the verses you have quoted, did he mean smack the child or guide yes. the child as a yes. shepherd would yes. mean? Yes, yes, that's what it means. Where, where, where did you get that from there, Evangelist? Do you want me to read the verses again? I will read them again. No, no, no. I, the, the, yeah. meaning, the meaning, sir. I, I'm asking where did you get the meaning? You have already conceded that David, when he spoke of the rod, he was referring to the workmanship of the shepherd who would guide his flock by not smacking it, but by pulling it and pushing the flock in the same way using the rod. Now, we, if we agree with that, where do you find another interpretation of the of, of the word rod there, or the usage of the word rod? Sparing a rod, what does that mean? That's what I'm asking you, from sir. The what? Hebrew, from, the, from the Hebrew, is not beating your child. What does it mean, sir? Not beating your child. If you spare a rod, you are not beating your child. You're, you're not answering my question. What does it mean? What does the use of a rod mean there? The rod is the article that you use for beating the child. Okay. So which which word do you imagine was used there, sir? Because we, we, we see quite a number of words used to refer to the rod and its function. There's makel, there's mate, there's shabet. Which one do you believe was used in the context like in of... Case, in this case, it should be Shabbat. <laughs> Are you saying it should be or it is, sir? No, let, 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 me, let, let me go back to the, to the word. For example, yeah. for example, um, evangelist, and I need you to be very clear here. Shabbat is used, but sometimes also mate. 
of the rod used for correction. That's found in Exodus, Samuel and Proverbs 10.13. I'm curious to understand how you would arrive at the fact that Shabbat is the one word and okay, not go, is not Michael, for example. Let's go to the to, 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 to the word rod there. It's, uh, it should be similar. okay. Why you still going there? I want to bring in other guests because I really need just to do to grind yeah, to the I'll, point I'll, there. I'll, Shake. I'll, I'll give you that. No I'll problem. No problem. While you're still paging through, let's bring in the shake. Shake your answer. Um, is it necessary for us to bring it back? I understand you did say that it was an error for us to take it away. Should we bring it back? Uh, yeah. Now I uh, think Naya. Can you hear me, Naya? I can, sir. I can. Go ahead. Okay. So let me just put something in perspective now. I, I, I want you to make something from an Islamic perspective. There's a slight uh, difference in the way it's been, we look at corporal punishment. If you just allow me one minute on that. That's all right. A corporal punishment, uh, according to the prophetic, firstly, there's no verse in the entire Quran telling you to hit your children. That's right. So let me just get that out of the way. And when the prophet peace be upon him, when we come to him, he only says you don't hit your child at all until they reach the age of seven. Because the child from birth to seven, he needs love and attention. And, and, and it, it, the child doesn't know maybe what's right and wrong, still learning. But from seven to 12 years old, when you want to eat, you use the word you discipline, but when he says hit, he's not talking about how we say we must hit. You know, it's just a light little, uh, you know, touch, no, no stick or anything, right? And no hitting on the face and, and hitting hard and, and leaving a mark, you know. So between 7 and 12, the child is now coming to know what's right and wrong. And he just means that, you know, if after many disciplines, again, not hitting them, but, you know, just disciplining them. And after 12 years, you're not allowed to hit them at all, again, because the child is now an adult and the child hitting is not going to make the child right. If the child is at an age of reason, let's start reasoning with the child. There are other means of disciplining the child. Take away the phone, you know, take away the, the pocket money for the week, things like that. Surely you, know? you, you would be able to find ways that are going to be applicable in schools because the context of our conversation is schools. In schools, we don't take away pocket money or phones. All right. Now. So yeah. in a school environment, Naya, yes, sir. in a school environment, uh, it will be that you have the rules. Uh, I'm just giving my view. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the child obviously... I, I don't know if it's, it's done now, but the child and the parent has to uh, sign in a, a, a code of conduct for, before they are entered into that school. And if they break the rules of that, uh, any of those rules of conduct, then there will first be a disciplinary hearing. And if there's a disciplinary and the child is found guilty, then the, the, the arbitration body or the disciplinary body will either, you know, uh, suspension or, you know, warning, and if it's a repeat offense and it's carrying on, you expel the child from the school. Yeah. So so this is the process we need to go. Hitting is not going to solve any problem, that it, you know, uh, when, when they are already past 12 years old. And, and uh, so one needs to be talking to them, explaining to them, get them to buy in. And obviously, if somebody, if this happens in, co- in normal law, adults who keep... Uh, repeat offenders, you know the same thing. The court applies the truth. First offender, they give them a warning. They light on them. But uh, a repeated offender gets put into jail. You need to be reformed. So this is the position, uh, you know, I think that uh, what has happened, unfortunately, in 1996, when we abandoned it completely, I think it, uh, maybe even the way they understood it, it may not have been the intention of the legislator, but the way it was applied, that you can't, you know, discipline the child at all now. And, you know, things just went very loose, from yeah. very tight to very loose. And I think we have to bring in, in a school situation, very importantly, to sign the code of contact. The student and the parent must sign the code of contact. They've got to understand the do's and don'ts. And if they break it, no hiding. You come in front of a, a disciplinary body. If you, if you admit the wrong, oh, okay, don't do it again. Your first, you know, this is your first offense. We, we're happy you see you did wrong. It, it, you give the child a chance to grow. But if they carry on with it, call the parent and say, see, you know, uh, if they're going to do it one or two more times, find another school. Okay. Uh, I, I'm curious here because you, you have said categorically that there is no corporal punishment in the Quran. However, for, for children. Uh, y- y- yeah. 
yeah, for school, for, I understand. for children. But proponents of corporal punishment have cited many other texts or some texts that are used in Sharia and in the application of the very same corporal punishment. And they said you should downgrade that verse to, to apply to children. Are you not perhaps suggesting that even those texts that speak to discipline and harsh forms of discipline should be ignored? Look, uh, again, I repeat, uh, there's not a single verse in the Quran that tells you to hit your children at home or in the school. I'm not talking about hitting. I'm not talking about hitting children now. I'm talking about forms of discipline, sir, in the Quran. Yeah. Yeah, again, and there's none of it in the Quran. You come to the prophetic tradition, and the prophetic tradition gives us those guidelines on children's discipline. I want to share a few texts that perhaps you can help me interpret. Okay. And then you can help us understand what that means. First, we're going to go to Quran 538. 538. Right. And this one speaks to a thief. And we know this is happening in schools already. Mm-hmm. And the interpretation of, I have here, you can correct it if it is wrong. It's an English interpretation or translation. It says, Allah says what means as for the thief, the male and the female amputate their hands in mm-hmm. recompense for what they earned, i.e., whatever they have committed, as a deterrent, as a punishment from Allah. And Allah okay. is exalted in might and in wisdom. All right. So you know who that verse is talking to, Naya? So the to, verse is correct. You read, it, you read it correctly. The verse is talking to, to the judge in a court. It's not talking to the principal in a school. For, for, for so theft, yeah, if for theft, because you have to report the theft to a law enforcing agency. Yes, yes. So, so, so this is a law that's been put to the Qazi. We call him the Qazi, the judge. Yeah. Right? And, and this is applying as a court procedure and in the, for the judge to consider yeah. that this guy is... It's not in the in in situation of children and in school, this law, that you have quoted me. But we do this understand that the these things are happening in schools as well, sir. Yeah, so therefore, I agree with you. So that's where I'm saying, like, look, one of the discipline measures. So now you now you're coming to what I'm I'm saying. So at school you must say, look, if you commit that kind of, if you rape a girl in school, or you stole somebody's stuff in school, we'll give you. Are you, are you owning up? Yes. Now look, give back. You know, as a recommendation. And if you do it again, we will call the police to arrest you, and you go to court and explain to the. You know, it will be a court matter now. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. All right. Again, Quran five thirty three. Same chapter gives us another piece of information right. on how to discipline those who are bullies. It says, indeed, bullies. What we, what we would see in, in, in schools is bullyism, but the Quran addresses this, and this is my understanding, and you can correct it if it is incorrect. Indeed, the penalty for those who wage war against Allah and His Messenger and strive upon earth Corruption is none but that they be killed or crucified or that their hands and feet be cut off from opposite sides or that they be exiled from the land. Mm. That is for them a disgrace in this world and for them in the hereafter is a great punishment. So that's got nothing to do with bullies here, Naya. What is it about, sir? What is it about? Yeah, it's got nothing to do. The word bully does not appear in there, number no, one. No, it does not, but it, it, it refers to people who are going to be waging war, who are going to be doing what yeah. we call bullyism in our No, 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 no. Bullying and war is two different things. Bully is oh, one be- person, a war is an army, Naya. Yeah? So you believe this is war as in warfare? Yes. Now look, understand that verse, what it is, the context of that verse, what you quoted. This is sedition... Uh, it's called corruption, and okay. in, in, if you look, if you look at the Arabic of that, they talk about uh, fitna, right? Mufsiduna fil ard. You know, these are the words the Quran you got to use in the English translation okay. down to justice. So what it is saying is people who are wanting to bring sedition and and a treason against the government, That's fine. people who are causing mayhem in 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 the society. Fitna means terror. Uh, you know, it's not bullying. Now in this case, <laughs> banditry, terrorizing people. Okay. These are the things it's talking about. Let's let's go in to society. 
These okay. people are doing this. It's nothing to do with the school situation. And, and if in the school situation a child is doing it who is still not an adult, then they have to be followed the disciplinary measures and finally handed to the police. If they're still too big for the boots, then let them let the bigger boots handle them. Let me you remind know, you again there, Sheikh. I do agree that it doesn't mention the school environment. I do understand that. And that's what I'm asking you about now. Yes. That do these not apply in the very same context when things of this, when this, you, you choose to use the word terror, fine. If that very same terror is done by students in a school environment, we know yeah. it happens in schools. We all know right. these children bring guns at schools. We know there's yes. gangsterism in yes. schools. We know all of these things, and you choose not to acknowledge that it's bullism. That's fine. But no, all no. of these things that you call terror are happening in schools. And no, I'm no, suggesting to you that as far as 533 is concerned, it says you must cut off their feet or their hands. Okay. Now, Naya. Yes, sir. Firstly, the word bully is not in the Quran in this. I agree, sir. Number, number two. Number two. The Quran makes a big difference, uh, and Islam makes a big difference between a child who is still in school and has not reached adulthood. We call it balir in Islam. And when a child hasn't reached the, you know, this adulthood, you can't deal with the child with the laws of adults because they are separate laws applied to them. But if they are now what you're telling me, let's come to what you're rightfully saying, and I'm agreeing with you, but these kids have gone too big for the boat, some of them. Right? They're behaving worse than adults. I mean, I, I heard the news two days ago, yeah. that as, as, as 10 years old, there was a rape between 10 years old and 12 years old. Yeah. So, so I, what I'm saying there, Naya, then in that situation, the school has to, even in our courts, they make the distinction. Now, now you're going to agree with me what I'm saying. And I want you to understand the distinction. You can't equate these verses you quoted me with children. Okay, in okay. our courts, if the school child does things like that, they take him to a child court. Yes. They take him to a juvenile court, Naya. They use the Child Justice Act. They use the Child Justice Act. That's what I'm saying. So that's, oh, that's exactly how Islam does it, Naya. These verses that you quoted me don't apply to children there. But remember well, there, know, Sheikh, even the Child Justice Act does not negate the effect of rape or murder or correct. any other crime. It acknowledges it. However, it does, it does offer other remedial measures that will exclude incarceration with grown-ups. So that's what well, I'm that asking now. Where, where, how do you then say all of these verses do not involve corporal punishment and yet no, it I, is I involved say, here? No, I say then, why do they have a juvenile court for this, even in our secular governments? Because now they've got to look at it from the child and his growth and his development and his, his standard of reasoning and what's right But and the wrong. Quran does not distinguish between children. Here, in these verses that I've quoted for you, it doesn't say these apply to grown-ups. No, well, that's what I'm saying, Naya. Oh. This, these all are laws of punishment, right? We call hudu. These are laws of punishment. Yes. And, uh, and it's, it's, that's what is ruled that judges will use. But if a child perpetrates, now that's where we're talking about. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. But if a child does it, then the, the, the way we deal with the child is you've got to have, uh, you know, a juvenile court and a judge who understands, you know, child psychology and child development and deal with them there accordingly. Yeah. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Now, the same, you, you can't deal with an adult who raped and a child who raped. Yeah. Uh, Final, so final text. With them differently. The final text that I want you to cl to clarify for me there, Sheikh, is okay. is Quran twenty four four, twenty four two four, verse four. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in in my understanding, my layperson's understanding, this has to do with slander and again bullism and all these things that children right. say one to another mocking one another and saying mean things on Twitter, mean things on right. on TikTok about each other, calling each other names and slandering one another, okay? And that, right. that's my layperson's interpretation, but you can correct me. It reads, and those who accuse chaste women and mm -hmm. then do not produce um, forth witnesses, lash them, lash mm -hmm. them with 80 lashes and do not accept from them testimony Ever after. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that's 24-4. Yeah. And this is what we know is, is 
happening in schools. Children calling each yeah. other mean words and misrepresenting the integrity and reputation of others and calling girls all sorts of things. Here it says yeah. lash them. It simply literally uses the word lash. Lash them. Lash. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, so again, Naya, you, you are right in the sense that, uh, yeah, you know, uh, this is telling you the punishment for false accusation, especially on chastity issues. Yes. Right? Yes. It can apply to a man also. You, you accuse the man of rape when he never raped. Yes. Yes. So he's in you know, both ways. So now this is again, Naya. So I think we are agreeing on something. But again, all we are saying is that the, the child has to, if the child is underage, you know, not an adult still in school, 16 years up to 19 years or whatever, uh, then the child has to be gone to a judge uh, in a juvenile court. But that distinction is not there in those verses. That's Sorry? what I'm suggesting, no, uh, Shay. Uh, Naya, yes. uh, you, you know, in the law, even in our statute books, everything is not written in the law is there, but when they interpret it and they make regulations, then that is where they make the distinction. Do yeah. you understand, Naya? Yeah. So I, I agree with you. It's not that. That is why you need legal experts who have gone through the system and, you know, they use other verses to come and the, and the prophetic tradition yes. to come to what we are saying. So you are right. It's not specifying it's, it's not for kids. And I'm going to agree with you finally on this point. But, we you know, with the kind of things happening in the schools with teenagers, you know, you would swear that they are, you know, they're behaving worse than the adults. Indeed. So Indeed. that is why we are saying come back and review these laws that you, you, you've annulled on, on, on corporal punishment. Corporal punishment is too mild for what these kids are doing right now. Too mild. We, okay. We, okay. We right. have to look at it more seriously. Okay. We have a serious problem, uh, Manaya. So Got I it. agree Got with it. you. All right. Let's bring in the apostle. Apostle, um, let's, let's engage you. you. You also are of the view that it should come back. So when we come back from the break, I need you to help me understand on what grounds. Stand by. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. All right, we're bringing in now the Apostle Derek Musona. Apostle, um, you were saying you cannot correct a wrong by a wrong. <laughs> I liked the alliteration in the word play you did there. Hi, kindly explain what you mean by it. Are you suggesting we should bring back corporal punishment should come back apostle do we have the apostle on the line can you hear me now i can now go ahead apostle yes. go ahead yes I, I i was saying i'm speaking as a pastor and also as an sgb member okay. uh, at a provincial level and also as a parent so i i fully agree uh, with the mec that uh, we need to look into uh, the issues of corporal punishment because the scriptures are very clear in terms of um, uh, with regard to Proverbs chapter number 23, uh, you were, the, the, earlier on you were arguing what kind of a rod and so forth, what should you do with the rod. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 23, verse number 13, unfortunately, this is the ESV version. Uh, it says, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with the rod, I think that should have been in capital letters, but then if you strike him with a rod, he will not die. Uh, so we need to ensure that if you strike him with the rod, you will save him from his soul, from the shell. So uh, the scriptures are very clear that uh, we should not withhold discipline from any other child. And um, in um, I think uh, that would be Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 11. For a moment, all discipline seems painful. Whether corporal or whatsoever means of discipline, it seems painful, rather uh, rather pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruits of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Those who have been trained by the same discipline. If you have been trained by a rod, uh, you will yield the proper fruits of the rod. And if you have not been, if you have been trained by the South African Schools Act, they are yielding the proper fruits of democracy and uh, sections of the law. So we, as parents, we are adamant that discipline should be reinstated in schools. However, it should be uniformed. We cannot have a teacher who wakes up angry because of domestic affairs in the family and have that teacher goes in his own sober moods uh, 
to the to the children and start assaulting whoever that he comes across with. I think the level of discipline in schools that should have been a starting point. They should have uh, disempowered every teacher from the process of discipline and reinvested the powers or delegate redelegated the powers and those functions to the office of the principal, the HOD, or the management after thorough consultation. Even police officers, they are, they are, they are, they are being looked at, they are being observed by the IP and, and whatsoever organizations. So I think even teachers, when they are exercising discipline, some of them will have personal vendettas against the students. Uh, they will become violent and aggressive in, 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 in an ungodly manner. So it must be uniformed and regulated. It, it cannot just be that we return corporal punishment in its full force uh, to schools because we will be killing our, 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 our students in, in, in another way because most of these teachers are suffering from depression. That is why they've got um, uh, their, their own uh, counseling unit and so forth. So if we can just open it up to everyone, uh, we will be unable to defend um, the very same uh, learners from the principle of discipline that we are trying to instill. But we all agree. I think there is no parent who will say corporal punishment must be abolished. We, they are. They are. There are many of them. There are actually many of them. Yeah, actually, there are very many of them. That's what happened when the law was repealed. There were public uh, uh, consultations, and in those public consultations, those that went there. They were for the abolition the, the, of corporal punishment. What, what the, majority, the, the majority of those that went there, not the, the majority of parents in the country. Yes, but I'm talking about those that, that went there. Not, yes. I want us to go back <laughs> to, to what the word you used there. And I like the fact that you emphasize, you said it should be in bold letters, the word strike. Kindly give me a yes. definition of strike that is in your dictionary, whatever dictionary is right next to you. Uh, the, the word strike yes. in the... In, in, in uh, the, the the literal meaning of the word strike. Yes, sir. Hit forcibly and deliberately with one's hand or weapon or another implement. So is that what you're suggesting should be done? That we hit our children forcibly and deliberately with our hands or weapons or other implements? I cannot be romantic in approaching it. I'm not so asking for your romanticism. I need you to be very blunt <laughs> and clear, sir. Are you suggesting that we must forcibly hit our children and with depending, using our hands and weapons miscon- and implements? De- depending on the misconduct, I think... No, sir, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for a, a, a direct answer there. You are very uh, yes, clear. Yes, You're saying yes, we must yes, hit our children forcibly with our hands and weapons and implements. Yes, but justifiably so. All right. That's what I want us to get into now when we come back from the break. I want to bring all of you gentlemen back on to focusing now on these distinctions, these lines we are drawing that seemingly don't really exist. Because after all is said and done, violence is violence. It doesn't, there's no way of romanticizing violence. And we must be okay with the fact that we want to go back to being a violent society on our own children. Stand by. Nae Lupondwana on SAFM. All right, I'm going to ask our guests to be very brief because we have literally eight minutes remaining. And um, Apostle Muswana is suggesting that we pound our children, we wallop our children, we hit them, we beat them, we bang them, we bash them in. Those are the similar similar words that I use in the very same definition he has chosen. They are hit forcibly and deliberately with one's hand or a weapon or other implement. All right. So what is the distinction there? What is this that you're suggesting we should do? Let's go back to the evangelist. Please be as brief as you can. What should we do? Because you seem to be saying, no, violence, but we're just disciplining. What's going to be the difference? If you're going to be hitting, you're hitting. The, the, the difference there is, uh, is in the in the scriptures. There, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. You are not beating your child with the rod to kill. Thou shalt beat him with the rod. That's that, that's uh, uh, Proverbs twenty-three, verse thirteen and fourteen. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. So when you are disciplining your child, when you chastise Yeah, but child, there, there it, it uses shale. It uses the word shale, the original word that is uses shale, and that's not referring to hell. It's referring to actual death. 
But we do know that children do die. They have been beaten up and died. Yeah, of course. Hell is not... Hell is... Yes. You see, when you, when you go overboard, you are not... Where is the distinction? Where is the distinction, evangelist? You should beat him so that he will not die. Where do you get the distinction? Because when a parent de- beats their child, they believe now, this is good enough. And it, the yes. child ends up at a hospital and sometimes dies. My question is, where do you draw the line? As a parent, you must be able to, 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 to do that. <laughs> what do we know? People you are, are responsible, not... You're a responsible person. You know, mm. actually, the sense of the word beat. Okay. The first sense, the first sense is lightly strike with a stick. It doesn't that's that, 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 that you, you will never right. find that you will never find that in any in one of your scriptures that 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 distinction there you you are making that one up evangelist I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not making up where do you get it from <laughs> let me let me give, let me give you the meaning here where do you get it from evangelist the word beat is naka right from a primitive root to strike okay so evangelist they are struggling to hear you hold hold that line We'll, we'll try and get you okay. on a clearer line. Just hold that line. Just hold the line, the evangelist. Uh, Sheikh, where, yeah. where, where do you draw the line between okay. these kinds of violence? Because ultimately, and in the final analysis, when you sure. inflict pain with a rod, it's sure. pain and that's violence. Correct. Yeah. Well, now, I, I, you know, you know, I got to go a little earlier, but I, I'm going to agree with you on one thing. I'm going to give an example of what we need to do. The, the corporal punishment that stick, you must throw it away. It's not going to work right now. Okay. Okay. Right. So throw it out of the window. It's too light for the problems we have. You see, if, if somebody is a diabetic, Naya, and you give them a, a tablet to take, right, a sugar tablet, yeah. and they didn't do it, they, they, they were naughty, they didn't take it, and they went very bad. So now the sugar went too high, they had to admit them to hospital. Yeah. Because the tablet, taking the tablet now, is not going to help him. They have to put him on insulin, on injectables. Here where I'm going with this. Yeah. So we, we, in 1996, we made the big mistake. Right, they, we we threw everything away, and this is what we are seeing now. The situation is so bad. We, you know, we spoke about the pandemic on and and uh, you know what you call the corona. We got a bigger pandemic with our youth. We have a pandemic of gangsterism, indiscipline. We have to. This requires emergency. This talking about a stick and all is not going to work. Okay, I don't know the answer, but we we need we need a whole revamp. We have produced. Got it. Got it. The, we, we, we throw away the sticks, spare the rod, and we have produced monsters. Yes. That, but, but we need to relook. That's the consequence of it. Okay. We need to relook at the whole system now. Got it, got it. I appreciate your time there, Sheikh. I understand. Do you have to leave? I want to speed yes. right through to the voice notes that we have, and I'll give all of my guests the opportunity to conclude briefly. Let's go to the voice notes, Sylvester. I can't hear it. Good evening, gentlemen. I would just like uh, to point it out and uh, and seek uh, your your opinion uh, regarding this matter when the corporal punishment was abolished in 1996 don't you think that uh, the the government of the day was uh, making this uh, deliberately uh, to pacify us as parents and uh, to let the, the, our children to be ungovernable as if that they were the ones, the government of the day, who would later uh, 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 make our country ungovernable as it is and so our children are ungovernable, we cannot huh? reprimand them, we cannot hit them. I believe they did it on purpose. Okay, play the next one. Hey, na- na- eh. mm. Mayhem and bullism is a day-to-day issue in mm. schools That's and right. the right. banning of corporal punishment has caused a lot of trouble in schools. It's even worse that the learners are also watching Parliament where the bed, uh, red parents uh, uh, are causing mayhem and chaos in Parliament and there is absolutely nothing 
or very little that is done to curb that. So we as parents and adults in society are causing mayhem and there's very little that is done to curb that. So it's trouble. Thanks. All right. Play the Good next evening, one. I and your guest and the SAFM listeners. Religious people, they like to justify some of the verses in the Bible. Uh, for an example, if you take Ten Commandments, it is clear that thou shalt not kill. But when it comes to other verses, when the one that you've quoted the, from Quran, that uh, people must be cut off their hands and stuff like that, then religious people, they will justify those verses. I don't know. Maybe even going to school is a sin, maybe. So they must just tell us. TP from Emadatlin. Mr. Nye, the choice of your words are very, very confusing. Okay. You are talking about violence, you are talking corporal punishment. When you say, why you don't use the word disciplining the children yeah. at school? Because now in these days, these kids, they do as they please at school. They bring reports, they bring everything. The That's teachers, right. they don't have a say over them. Even us as parents, we have to discipline our kids at home. And then to give everything to government because the government says, ah, it's a corporal punishment. It's not punishing the children, it's disciplining them. Even if you, this scripture of saying like, <clears throat> this scripture saying, don't spare the rod. And then we used to grow up and say, umkolo, umkolo Yeah. <laughs> is to enforce things to kids, to discipline them in the right way. And then as a teacher, you don't go at school and say you're going to beat every kid without any reason of enforcing <laughs> discipline on them. A listener from Cape Town. <laughs> Thank you, listener from Cape Town. <laughs> you straighten a fool's back with a rod. That's what he was saying. <laughs> That's Proverbs, by the way. That's Proverbs. So we'll take a break. I see I, uh, I, I don't have time. Uh, we'll take a break and go to the news. And when we come back from the news, we'll give our guests opportunity to wrap up because we cannot give them the time now. Time up. It's 8 o'clock. Sign for the news. We come back. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. Here we go. We're going to conclude now our conversation, which we could not conclude before the news. Okay, my producer is bullying me now she wants us to go to the tweets all right before we go to our guest to conclude let's read some tweets samgela at samgela 706375110 writes why the world corporal punishment and not say discipline well that's the word that is being used corporal punishment discipline hmm. continues to write no teach leave his or her house and say Okay, I'm going to skip this one because I'm not able, Joey. Um, perhaps you can edit it for me and then I'll go back and read it. I'm not able to make... Chiamo Ngoma writes, Ngoma at Ngoma Chiamo writes, In my view, corporal punishment should not be teacher's responsibility in the first place. The question we should ask is, what are parents doing wrong? And then Chiamo puts a full stop there instead of a question mark. Got the point anyway. And then um, uh, let's try and go back to the tweet by Samgele. Thank you very much. I think my producer is editor so I can be able to read it. Why the word corporal punishment and not say discipline? No teacher leaves his or her house and says they are going to just beat the kids at school. And we have wayward kids because of the lack of discipline. Actually, there are teachers who did go to the children to schools and saying, I'm going to beat them today. They did do that in back in the day. Maybe today they don't. But we know teachers, they used to do that. Maburegetla. Uh, Is that Maburegetla? Okay, I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. At Regetla M. Right, this country has battled with violence to the extent that discipline applied to children was equated with it and children's constitutional rights in effect were outsourcing the family as a character-building institution to a non-existent social structure. Ill-discipline emerged. Okay. 
if you say so. Let's... That's that's all as far as the tweets are concerned, right? All right, let's go now to our guests. Um, uh, we do understand that the, the Sheikh did have to leave, so he will not be giving us his concluding remarks. Um, we have uh, the evangelist Zanumwe and also Apostle Muswana. Let's begin with you, Apostle. Your one minute begins right now. Go on. Apostle? Okay, the Apostle is not there. Hello. Evangelist? Yes, um, uh, yes. Oh, yes. You, you, please, your concluding remarks, sir. You have one minute. It begins right now. Go ahead. Proverbs chapter number 21, 29, verse number 17. Discipline your son, and he will give you rest. Uh, he will give you delight to your heart. So the reason why we are we have got so many unrest in our hearts and in our schools is because of lack of discipline. Not lack of violence, but lack of discipline. So we need to bring back proper discipline conscientized discipline inside our schools, inside our family units, inside our communities, so that these children will grow up to become better people one day. We will thank God for that. All right. Thank you very much, Apostle. Evangelist, you have one minute. It yeah, begins right now. now. Just quickly, I want just to dispel some of the things that we went through in our discussion. Okay. We don't live our lives allegorically. The instructions and the knowledge of Yahuwah is to to be obeyed literally. So when the word beat, which is naka in Hebrew, which means literally to strike lightly or severely, is up to you as a parent now, when you are disciplining your child, that you are not there to kill them, as the, as the scripture says. For thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. You are not beating your child to die. But you are you want your child to save your child from death. So when we talk about corporal punishment, let us not mix it up with violence. Those two things are not one and the same thing. Corporal punishment purpose is to guide children unto the righteous path of Yahweh. Corporal punishment is to curtail and check in discipline in children at All home right. or at school. It's not meant to kill it's not meant okay. to Okay, our time our time is up. Thank you very no, much, Evangelist. It is meant for the children to be in light. All right. Um, just for, 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 to, to get the facts straight there, um, the definition of the word naka has nothing to do with slightly, sli- hitting slightly. Quite frankly, the literal meaning there is to smite or to strike or to hit, to beat, to slay or to kill. There is nothing light about naka, at least the Hebrew meaning of the word. So the idea that it's just hitting slightly is not the original meaning. That's the new 2022 version. But I do understand the point that is being made. I'm sure you've all understood. We may not agree, but we now know. It's 10 minutes after 8. That's how we're going to conclude that conversation. Sheikh Rafiq Hassan, founder of the Islamic Interfaith Research Institute based in Durban, really appreciated his insights. Apostle Derek Muswana, president of the Christians of South Africa. Thank you very much to you, Apostle Muswana. Appreciate your insights. And also Evangelist Zanumu, evangelist and a Hebrew Israelite, giving us interesting insights. We really appreciate your insights. We really appreciate you coming through. We'll talk again one next time.